This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Goldie's Closet, episode 223. We've got a banger for you. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and watching and listening and just giving a fat shit about this show and about Vince Russo and the brand and for just being just being you. Uh, thank you. A special shout out to anybody who is a patron and who gives a gives a crap about the G-Locks and the band. I just, I adore you and I love you and I thank you for being here. We've got a great guest for you. We had a cancellation today and I was a little bit hot, had a little little heat coming to the table and I, I called up a friend of mine, Bill Barons, and I just said, Bill, who do you have that would give a great podcast? And he said, I've got somebody for you. So without further ado, you're going to hear some great stories. You're going to hear some great stories about the late uh, Jimmy Rave. You're going to hear uh, about uh, a kid that was uh, thrown out when they were 14 years old. And what road did they take? How, how did they fend for themselves? And how did they become the great pro wrestler that they are today? Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you our special Channel Attitude guest, Sal Renaro. Because I was talking with Bill Barons and he said that you stole his car or something like uh, it was returned. Okay, <laughs> it, <what>? was, <laughs> it was frivolously borrowed. Uh, oh, come on. What's that story? Cause I was like, you know, Bill, Bob was like, Oh, you got to talk to, you know, yeah, well, my car with somebody who else did you steal it with? It was me and my buddy, Chad Parham, who, who never really wrestled outside of Georgia, but, uh, we were dead set on going to Mardi Gras. So this was the year before Katrina. This was 04, I guess. Okay. All right. And I mean, we were, you know, I think I was, I was 21 at the time. And Chad, yes. Chad was a year younger than me. And we were just had it in our head. We had to go to Mardi Gras because <laughs> who doesn't go to Mardi Gras, right? Uh, we had an invite. What are we going to do? Say no. So we, uh, <laughs> so my car wasn't going to make it to the Georgia state line. Chad's car wasn't going to make it out of the city. So uh, I don't even remember all the details how we devised this plan to borrow Bill's car. To... But you didn't tell Bill. You just took it. Well, we borrowed. <laughs> was Bill asleep? No, probably... well, no. So Bill at the time, he was back and forth between a co his condo and his house. And we just happened to know where his condo uh, the, the keys to the condo were oh, and where the car shit, keys bro. to the condo were. No, no, I thought maybe it was like after a pay-per-view or a show, but like, wait, <laughs> Bill is nowhere to be found and you took <laughs> I, I knew where he was. That's why we were able to take his car. It was, it was a few cities away. It's okay. Oh. We left him a very lovely note <laughs> to is... let him to let him know that his car was in a safe and better place. <laughs> Have you told this story before? Uh, I don't think I've told it publicly. No. <laughs> I think, I think that this story is going to be the thumbnail 
of this whole thing. What we'll would you name? It. What would you name the clickbait? What would it be? Like, I'll uh, have to think of something really good about a stolen car because yeah, how, to, how to steal the NWA vice president's car. But, <laughs> what was he hot? He no, this the beauty of Bill. He was hot, but he he didn't give me the I'm he didn't he wasn't furious. He gave me the I'm disappointed in you. He oh. he he fathered the shit out of me. <laughs> How old were you when you took his car? I was uh, I was tw- twenty one. Oh jeez, bro, come on. <laughs> and you found Bill's. I I cannot. I'm I I'm hurting just even hearing this story because I can just hear him like. Not like completely hot, but hot. But like, yes, like, yes, no. There, there was a long pause before the. I looked on your wiki, and the picture that's on your wiki is that even you? Because it doesn't even look like you. Yeah, that was long. I think it was. I think it's me. I I didn't do the wiki, so I'm not sure. But I think it's me from a long time ago, <laughs> a lifetime ago. Did you know Wikipedia? I'm pretty sure started with wrestling people. That would make all the sense in the world. No, because the picture that's on it is of me at some wrestling convention in like 2002. And like, I think the guy that started Wikipedia, like they cut the other guy out. It's just me. Like, yeah. Why would you use this stupid picture that some Mark took or something? But it's not a flattering picture or it's good quality. But I'm pretty sure that it it started within the wrestling world. So. I didn't even know Wikipedia was because again, technology, not my strength. I found out about it in like oh seven, like way after it was a thing, when my cousin called me, because my family's very small. So I it's very Italians. rare. Uh well the, the, the Italian side, I, I'm not in touch with any of them. Oh. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Your mom? No, no, no. Well my, my father was the Italian. My oh. my not my nanny is the is the Sicilian old lady that I only knew her. She passed away when I was five, Sorry. but I, I just remember very vividly as a kid, you know, I'm Italian. Whack. You're Sicilian. You're Sicilian. Oh. I was like, all right, man, whatever, whatever makes me not get hit. <laughs> uh, but uh, my cousin called me and she was just like, Hey, Oh my God, you have a Wikipedia page. And I was like, I do. I, go to the doctor for that like <laughs> how do i cure this what a douche <laughs> <laughs> so so genuinely concerned why would you find out about this before me there's somebody that had it in for me that kept changing my age to be 20 years older than i was oh, and it Lord. really started messing with my bookings because i front a band and like they're yes. like yeah we don't want some 73 63-year-old woman coming or... Throw out her hip on stage, yeah. Exactly. Like, so it's a powerful tool and, and you can't edit it yourself. I guess somebody else has to edit it for you. Like, well, did you know that? Well, so I think that's a... So I know... Because once I found out what Wikipedia was, uh, Jimmy Rave, who was my best friend... We're going to uh, talk about him, too. Yes, please. Uh, we spent more time on the road together than we spent, you know with our family. Uh, and so there were many a late night just to keep us as sane as we could. We would get on Wikipedia and change people's, you know, just our buddies, 
you know, just subtle things to you to are make, just a piece yes. of shit. I'm oh. the worst of the worst. It was you never. It, it was always positive. Like like oh. Petey Way Petey Williams was a victim of us probably seven hundred times, where we would talk about him being a fat kid and. <laughs> You know, what an inspiration he was to be in the shape he is now. It was just, just little digs like that. Nothing, you know, nothing hurtful. Just... <laughs> but yeah, no, we were, we were pretty much the worst of the worst. You stay off my Wikipedia page. Just... Swear, swear to it. If I'm on your Wikipedia page, I'm putting your 28. Oh my God. I just see it now. It's going to read like 103 and I'll never get called again for any bookings. No, never, never, never we'll, that. We'll get into your story, but as long as you brought up Jimmy, like look, let's talk about a few things that we can to honor because, you know, I get so sad when so many people in our business pass and it's the big deal for like a hot minute online. Everybody's doing that rest in peace gimmicks and this and that. And then it's just, I feel like, I get bummed because I feel like people are forgotten and I feel like Absolutely. everybody's like the high school kids and they're like, oh, did you hear so-and-so? I'm like, you didn't like so-and-so. You were, yeah. you were a freaking jackass to so-and-so. Like, why are you, I need school off because I'm just so sad. It's like, and I always go back to like, make sure, which is really important that you're doing this podcast, that we put people over yes. when they're still alive, you know, and yes, all these yes, artists yes. and bands and and celebrities that you love, like go on and buy some of their merch, which as you can see on the bottom of the ticker, ladies and gentlemen, we got a great pro wrestling tease. Go buy a, a shirt, you know, it's Please. like, it keeps people, it keeps the lights on all these people that you're entertained by. Like, and I, the people watching this podcast and the people that are a patron for me, like, you know how much I love you. And you know, like your $3 a month or your shirt that you buy or whatever, like it keeps, it keeps us afloat way. so we can go keep, doing stuff that you that you enjoy and if there's yes. no if there's no you or me then there's nobody to wrestle or entertain or do anything so we've got to start celebrating people more in their lives so thanks for doing this podcast so we can talk a little bit about Jimmy which I worked with in, yes. uh, with NWAT and I I you must have came I saw that you were at the Slammiversary in 2005 Yes, so you came right after I think I got canned. Well, so I actually did uh I did a bunch of explosions at the asylum uh, I, was, I don't think I, I worked with you though, did I? No. No, 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 no. I was, you know, I was generic guy number eight. I, you know, I, I had a, a great run getting beat by three live crew for weeks in a row. But you know, me and me and two random other people. But yeah, it was it wasn't until '05 at Slammiversary where I kind of got more more stuff to do there. We'll bookmark that and we'll come back to that because I know that was a pivotal moment in your career, but let's go back to Jimmy. What are some good stories that we can tell that I know you probably told a million, but let's tell a few more and honor that for the people at this audience. I could tell a million Jimmy stories and still have a million to share. Uh, okay. Jimmy was legitimately my best friend. I mean, he, all, the very first time I met Jimmy was, uh, I believe summer of 99. Neither oh. one of us could legally drive. I was going to say we, that's a long time. And we were working each other. <laughs> yeah we were booked first time i met jimmy i was booked to work him uh and neither one of us had our driver's license so i mean uh and it's just one of those things where you know when you meet somebody and it's just like oh yeah we're just friends forever <laughs> i mean and that's and that's what it was i mean there was three months difference between us uh and we i mean it's crazy because i'm older than him but i was his little brother 
I mean, he he was just such a driven guy and he always made sure he wasn't the only one eating. Like, you know, there was, there was food. When he had food, everybody had food. That's uh, a good soul. That's a good soul. He, yeah, when he when he started getting booked outside of Georgia, he made sure I was Dude, in the car with him. Bro, I and I can I tell you, like, I've gotten in some heated drag outs with some people that I work with lately. Like, just I won't name any names, but like there wasn't enough time and I made sure everybody was good and they were like somebody was making sandwiches and I just said, you know, it would be really nice if you just made me a fucking sandwich. You know, you yeah. got all this food and I don't have time to get anything. And could you? And they're like, well, I'm like, nah, just forget it. We're good. And then I remember like we didn't get a chance to eat where we were. And I was doing a bunch of work and a bunch of stuff. And and I went down to the cooler that I was sharing uh, with other people. And I just had a little bit of chicken breast left. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to take a couple bites of this person's 10 sandwiches. I'm going to take a, a couple bite. And I was yeah. like, damn, this is so good. And again, they had nine sandwiches left <laughs> and they came down there and raised holy fucking hell. And I'm like, you've got nine sandwiches yeah, last you for three hours and you couldn't share. Well, I asked you if you wanted one and you should have, and I, bro, I was, I was hurt. And I thought, you know what? This yes. is the norm for a lot of people. A lot of people Absolutely. are not like Jimmy. Yeah. They're not. Uh, They're just all and, me, me, me. It's mine. Fuck you. You know. Yes, and that's uh, and God bless. I mean, you know, like I say, I mean, he was he was the best man at my wedding. Uh, when my wife left, he was the first one to have my back. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, we just we went through everything together. I mean, we. I mean, I was I was in his wedding. You know, uh, I I helped I helped train his daughter. Uh, the gymnastics aspect of cheerleading like i worked at his his cheerleading school i mean i mean it wasn't just like uh you know every other weekend we'd see each other and dap it up like uh it's by far the biggest loss i've ever even experienced in my life like my what? family like i don't have like my my dad left when i was five my mom kicked me out when i was 14 so i I have a very, very small connection to my family. Jimmy was my brother. I mean, he was, you know, there's still times I think he was put on this earth to look after me and help guide me in the right direction. And there's, you know, I still, I still message him. I still, to this day, uh, you know, just it's, sometimes it's sentimental stuff. Sometimes it's something that only he would get. And that's the part, that's one of the things that hurts the most with losing Jimmy is when he passed a lot of my stories went with him because it was just inside jokes that even when i retell them they're they don't have that same oomph because you weren't there you know to see a guy skid across the water like a dolphin in the middle of the night you weren't there when we were we were on the road for 36 hours straight and jimmy decided he was going to be british and so for eight hours straight and keep in mind jimmy's british accent was australian <laughs> so, for whatever reason he just oh, <laughs> throw another shrimp on the bobby i'm like jimmy that's not british it is mate like it's oh not my God. i'm johnny rave like that's not what's happening when did johnny become a british thing like, <laughs> and just that's the stuff that uh that hurts the most but like i'm still i'm still in touch with his his uh his Daughter. ex-wife and well, and his daughter, and like, 
Uh, I'm making plans to go. I, I, I go to at least two or three of his son's baseball games oh, every dude. season. Uh, just cause, you know, like, uh, I said this at, in his eulogy and I will stand by it till the day I die. There's no Sal Renaro without Jimmy Rave. And I don't mean that in a wrestling aspect. I mean, in a real world every day, he gave me so much for no reason other than he was my friend. And, uh, uh, he'll be, he'll, you know, till the, till the day. So the day I get that call, I mean, he'll be with me, you know? Uh, there's there's a lot of things I still do in the ring that are very subtle hints to Jimmy that, uh, you know, I'll talk to him in the ring. Like the beauty, I'm crazy. And, you know, my, my whole gimmick now is I'm crazy. And so a lot of the times when people think I'm talking to myself, I'm actually talking to Jimmy. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, I miss him. How long ago did he pass? I'm trying to remember. He passed in December of 2021. Okay. Got right it. after right after his birthday, yeah, and it was just uh you know, it's one of those things where God bless he called me 2 days before and I was in the middle of 42 things. And I said, "Oh, I don't have time." And then I I put my phone down and I said, "No, I better answer it." And we had one of the best conversations we'd had in years. I mean, just this clear, coherent conversation, about an hour and a half long, in the midst of chaos all around me. Uh, it was just this beautiful conversation. And even when I got off the phone, you know, not knowing, not knowing that he was going to pass, but I got off the phone. I was like, I'm so glad I answered that phone. Like that was, that's my dude. That's my guy. Uh, I'm glad we could have that. And then. I mean, we're talking like that was Wednesday. That Monday morning, I woke up to a text. Uh, I had a missed call, a text, and a missed voice call from his girlfriend. And, it, you know, and I just, I knew. I don't know how he passed. I was going to look it up, but I don't want to interrupt the story. He, he, he overdosed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you think, it, content, do you think intentionally? No, no. Well, by the time he passed, he had lost his arm and both his legs. And, he he was in a bad place just the biggest the biggest problem i have with with all of with the loss of jimmy is he never understood how much he was loved and you know uh i tried to tell him all the time that i loved him and he had moved to philly and he got he got hooked on that stuff and okay i tried to I, you know, I offered him a place that Jimmy move, 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 move in with me. I don't care what your issues are. Move in with me. We'll oh, dude, out. you're just, uh, uh and it, you know, it, it's funny just cause like I'm straight edge. Like I've never smoked a cigarette. I've never had a drink of alcohol. I've never, yeah. It's I just, don't straight edge. And, yeah. And like, I didn't even know straight edge was a thing until like I see a punk was like, I'm straight edge. I was like, Oh, it's got a name. I thought I was just a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. But uh, just for us to be so alike in so many ways, but for him to go down that path and just that's that's the one part that's just like I know I tried. Yeah, he did. You did. Uh, he just you know he he couldn't get out of his own way sometimes, and uh, I I miss him every day and I, I still love him to death. Yep. But you can look back and you know that you did everything that you were supposed to do. Yes. There's no, there's no guilt, just, just love. And, uh, 
you know, it's one of those woulda, coulda, shoulda. If if I tried and he he wasn't gonna do it, and uh, it wasn't right. And I think God probably was protecting you, not because you were gonna all of a sudden become an addict, but well, you just I, don't I know I, what that brings. I also think he was protecting Jimmy just because, I mean, yeah. like I said, at this point, he had, bo- had both his legs and an arm amputated. Uh, he was he, he was so lost. I mean, he was just a lost soul. And uh, Can you imagine that, though? And no. You said, that, you said that you met him. Okay, so you said you guys worked each other before you had... We were both 15. But let's go back. And if you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to. But no, no, no. I'll ask like bark. your mom, you said kicked you out. Like what what was that all about? Was that all on you? Or did your mom have her own demons? Or yeah, or, I uh, mean, yeah, it was so that's pretty early. My, yeah, my 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 earlier memories of a kid is just like my dad was a, was abusive and he was an alcoholic and my mother was an alcoholic and fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just all the cool stuff and <laughs> uh we ended up, my dad ended up leaving and then I, we ended up living in a, in a battered woman's home for a couple of years, uh, where it was just, you know, at a time it was normal to me, but looking back, I mean, it was just a giant, I mean, we were in dorm rooms with family after family after family. Uh, but you know, that was just, that was life. I was, you know, I was a kid, but once we left, uh, I don't, I don't think my mom knew how to raise a boy by herself, you know, and it, like, and that's the thing is like, I, I have no ill will towards her. Yep. She did the best uh, she, she could with what she had. Yeah. She, she made the choice that I, I shouldn't be there. And I said, okay. Like it wasn't even a, like a big knockdown drag out. Like it was literally, I came home one day and she was like, you, you can't be here anymore. You need to leave. And, I said, and you're 14. Yeah. So where are you supposed to go? Like legally? Yeah. Legally, I went where I, <laughs> legally I didn't go anywhere. But like, I was thing is like, I still went through high school and all that stuff. I ended, and that's part of the reason I, I moved from, cause I was born and raised in California. I moved out to Georgia in 98. Uh, Where'd you go when she said, get out? Where did you go? The park for a couple of days. And then I kind of bounced around to different friends' houses. Uh, fortunately, I was kind of close with a lot of older kids and uh and nobody called like child services on you or no no they kind of and like you know i kind of i didn't make it public knowledge to a lot of people just kind of like hey can i crash here a couple days sure and you know i always you know tried to be cognizant of overstaying my welcome uh that's but, a know, lot I, to put on a kid and I, you know i've got similar stuff that i don't need to get into on this but like that's a lot to put on a kid to grow up so fast like that and then to not even address like did i do something wrong or you don't even need to like talk about it some but subconsciously that that stews absolutely but i also am grateful for all of it because it made me who i am and i'm pretty awesome so no you seem very (laughs) well-rounded and sometimes you know the people that get kicked out 14 or 15 like again you're being protected because your parent was just not able or equipped to to parent and i think yeah. people should think about that before they just go popping out kids yeah absolutely and i've and i've got some of my own and you know like it like i said it's a blessing in disguise just where like i know what not to do like oh I'm hell yeah su- i'm super tight with my my like i've got uh i've got a 17 year old that uh that's i adopted and then i've got i've got two more that are unfortunately from me 
Uh, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they can't escape it. I mean, my, uh, I got two boys and then my younger, my youngest is a, a little girl. And every time she walks in a room, people go, oh my God, she looks just like you. Aww. And I go, well, hopefully she can grow a beard too. Cause Aww. no boyfriends. That's. <laughs> and how old is she? She's nine. Oh God. She, she's, she's steadfast so far, so far, she, you know, cause she's daddy's little girl. Uh, and uh, she's like, you know, I'll ask her, hey, do you have a boyfriend? Boys are gross. Don't ever lose that energy. Don't, <laughs> you're absolutely right, baby. I love her. I love her. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's my little angel. Like, you know, my two boys, when they fall down, it's usually because I push them and I'm laughing at them. Uh, my little girl, if she thinks about falling, I've got pillows in front of her. Like, baby, don't fall. Uh, it's just uh, it, it, the whole I didn't want a girl at all where i had no interest you didn't want a little girl no god no i didn't want to do because i know what little boys do so uh <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget it we were i was at the end of my driveway which is a good little walk from my front door you're like you don't go to the end of the driveway unless you're on a mission and one morning i was out there with my eldest waiting on the school bus and here comes mom down the stairs and i'm like oh god what did you do He's like, I don't know. I was like, dude, I, I haven't messed up today. It's got to be you. Like, she's not coming out here just to say goodbye. She walks right up, and I'm sweating bullets because someone's about to get shot, and I'm not sure who. And she kneels down in front of Brendan, my eldest, and goes, uh, how do you feel about being a big brother again? And I went, God dang it, it's a girl. And she was like, what a reaction. I was like, I'm not dodging this bullet three times. It's it's a girl. I don't want a girl. It's going to be a stupid girl. I hate girls. This is the worst. And, you know, fast forward and... Uh, Are you still with this lady nine years later? No, no, no. She's long gone. Uh, no, I, I, got the, I got the dog. I got the kids. I got the house. I won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it, all, all's well that ends well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, my little girl, uh, her name's Lily, and she's just, she's, I'm literally in awe of her every day. I mean, she's just, she's a, she's a dancer and like a ballerina, and she, she can do all these back bends, and it's just. You're blessed guy. That is amazing. Oh, lucky, I don't, lucky dude. Yes. Yeah, I don't have any kids, so I love hearing about everybody else's kids. How are you on time? Because. It, could I borrow you for a little bit longer? Please, are you okay? yes. No, you're good. What, what we'll do, everybody, Russo's brand, what episode is that? Don't have my glasses on, not even pretending. Everyone, this is <laughs> Russo's brand. This is Channel Attitude. We're on episode 223 with our beautiful guest. And if it's okay, we're going to just snap our fingers and end this pod and come back for the next one in the same clothes, of course. And I am wearing a top, even though it doesn't look like it. <laughs> um, but let's, we, we, we really did a lot uh, talking about family and, and, and friends and Bill Barron's is stolen car. And we didn't get a chance <laughs> to just go back to when he was 14 and left and when the wrestling really started and talk about that slam anniversary and fast forward to all the wonderful things that he's doing yeah. now in yeah. NWA. So let's do that. Everybody stay safe out there. Be free. And stay golden. And let me clap. I want to see you clap. I hate when people don't clap. You pussies. <laughs>
What's up, everyone? It's Goldie Impact Wrestling TLC's Cheapskates. Ted Nugent's running wild from him somewhere in the woods. And maybe you've seen our band, Goldilocks Band. We're out there. We're on tour. But now we're connecting on Cameo. So I want to tell you that I'm here to be your humble servant. And that's whatever you need said for you, for a friend, a shout-out, a golden shout-out. You name it, here and on it. Now, just reminding you, keep it classy, keep it cool, and keep it above the belt. But I want to offer you something a little bit uh, a little bit different. Just remember, if I'm not on the road and I've got access to these next beauties, we can always have... I want to make this the most amazing experience for you ever because you deserve it. Your friends deserve it. Your loved ones deserve it. And just remember, I can sing you a few lines of a song. It can be from from anywhere. Like, uh, it can be from somewhere over the rainbow. Or it could be near, far, wherever. It could even be on a highway to hell. It can even be from there. Oh, and keep in mind, not all requests are the same. Maybe your motivation comes with a harder edge. Maybe you need a more jagged little pill. There's nothing that I love more than playing the heel. So if you need your message delivered with more, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? intention please specify can't wait to connect with you on cameo thanks so much for being here stay golden